I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret Two, with the gorgeous Christine McGuinness. Great, Christine, I have to ask a question that's probably too personal and you're going to be mad at us, but I can't, I can't not ask it because I'm fascinated. Um, are you keeping Christine McGuinness? Yes, I am. I am. And I've been asked so many times. Um, I am because, well, there's lots of reasons. The main reason being, of course, I want to have the same name as my children. And we are a family. And it's something that me and Patrick have always said, no matter whatever happens, we are a family. And Patrick is still my family, always will be. He's the children's dad. Um, But also because you have to have permission to take your children abroad if you've got a different surname. Um, And you need like the father's permission so yeah that was that was one of the other reasons I just thought just if ever let's say he's busy working or he's away somewhere and I want to nip off for a little weekend with the children if I changed my name I'd have to wait for a, a written letter when I just think no it's I, I'm, I love my name I'm happy to keep my name and yeah it just makes it easier for yeah, us and no, the children we're all one family you are and it's lovely like I I think when you've had that name for as long as you have, and like you say, it's synonymous with all those lovely years together and yeah. your gorgeous little family. And mate, the red tape that would be surrounded in getting rid of that, mate. Like fucking imagine every time you want to just nip off to Malaga for a couple of nights and <laughs> get a side letter off Paddy. I'd be fucking livid. I'd be like, I'm their mum. So no, I think exactly doing the right thing. It's so lovely. Um, in this day and age that you and like your breakup has been as amicable as it seems like I seen he was helping you with the Christmas decorations I know you're still living together you're still very much a family like I think you want to give yourself a bit of a pat on the back for that mate because I haven't I haven't heard of many relationships (laughs) that have managed to keep so amicable it's not always easy that you know there is times where I think oh god how long can we carry on like this of course there is but I also think I don't know any difference. I've grown up with him. Like I said, I was 19 when I met him. Um, you know, and I, I'm probably going to find it all quite scary. I think people would assume that I'd be excited about having this newfound freedom and I'd be out, you know, dating or partying or, you know, looking forward to having my own house. I'm really not. I'm, I'm scared Dragging. of it all. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of the changes. I might need them to just pop round every now and again just to make sure I'm okay but yeah we're very very close and I hope that we always will be I really do you know we, we put our children first and that's one thing that comes 
above everything else, regardless of our differences. We just want to be a good mum and dad and we just want to remain as a, as a strong family for the children. And like you're doing exactly that and it it is, it's it's something to, you know, be proud of. But I will say this, like there's absolutely no rule book to navigate the situation you're going through. And I think you've just got to go like slowly and be sensitive to each other and also do what feels right for you, which you obviously yeah. are doing. So hats off, mate. Um, I swear. Oh, that is the last question I'm asking about Paddy because you are successful okay. <laughs> and brilliant and wonderful in your own right. And I want to talk all about your own achievements. So, right, going way back, girl, right? You were <laughs> crowned Miss Liverpool in 2007. I had no idea you were a pageant girl. Yeah. Tell us all about it, Christine, because I'm imagining toddlers and tiaras and I'm living for it. <laughs> Um, so when I struggled in school, I left. I left school before I was fourteen. Um, my mum was very aware that it was down to me, my self confidence, lack of confidence, and um, not having friends. I always really struggled to make friends, and you know she wanted to help me in any way possible. But we didn't have much money, so she couldn't put me into gymnastics or singing or dancing or whatever. And she's seen a little advert in the Liverpool newspaper looking for beauty queens to enter a competition. So she entered me into it, told me that I'd, I'd got a placement and she took me along to these this beauty pageant and I won it. And with that came a modelling contract and that's where I started working, modelling um, and doing little bits of TV extra work and things like that. And, and that was me, my first little step into growing up, being an adult and working. But the, the beauty pageants were, they were good for me it got me out of the house and it, yeah. it got me a career from it but the actual being there the run-up to it I would be vomiting in the toilet I was absolutely petrified being on stage believe it or not is not where I'm comfortable um I get massive stage fright and the other girls were a lot more confident and they, they had these amazing ball gowns and they, they'd have the hair and makeup done properly whereas my stuff was always borrowed off someone else it was at my mum's wardrobe but she'd take me down to the local Oxfam and we'd try and find something secondhand um but yeah that that was that was my life as a teenager and and it was good for me it was really good and I didn't have to stay friends with anyone and that's what I always struggled with because when you're modeling or you're doing tv extra work you kind of you go in you do your job you leave you're not seeing the same people every day so it was it was great for me to start with that as a career yeah so almost like the transience of it like you know going and going out allowing you to sort of not have to forge those bonds that was yeah you've responded well to that and I can I ask did you have to have a special talent? Like, did you spin plates or play the trombone or anything? For yeah, you were supposed to. You were supposed to, but I, I didn't know what my talent was. I was like, oh, God, these girls are, you know, the singing or the dancing, the performing. And I was just petrified to even be there. And yeah. um, so it was, it was really, really last minute. My mum always loved flower arranging. She was always in a garden. Um oh. And yeah, I just I just went on stage with with lots of little flowers and sort of arranged them nicely and gave a little bunch each to the judges. <laughs> oh, that's actually really cute and creative. It is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Honestly, all I can think of is Miss Congeniality. You must have watched that where she does the um the the she does the sexual assault. No, thing. do you know what? I've only, I've only only ever watched one film in my life. I can't I can't stay focused with films so I, I've never 
I've never seen like you know, all the big films that everyone talks about, and like Mrs. Doubtfire, Pretty Woman, all of these. I've only ever watched Dirty Dancing and I would watch it on repeat over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't sit through a film. So premieres aren't for me. <laughs> no, honestly, premieres aren't for me either, but for a whole different reason. Like I prefer to watch my movies in a tracksuit with a nice blast rather than in a fucking ball gown. Um, but oh, bless you, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't realise that. I'll send you the clip of that bit because she did a very unusual talent and she ended up doing really well as well. So yeah, you're in, good, oh, yeah you're, in, you're in good company, <laughs> you and Sandy B. Um <laughs> I know it says like you sort of, I know you said you sort of struggled a little bit with it and you found it really nerve wracking, but long term, Christine, do you think it helped with your confidence? Um, Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And I think it, it opened up doors that I might not have approached myself. So where I got a modelling contract as a, as a prize because I won, I would never have actually gone to a model agency myself and asked if I could be a model. Um, so in, in that sense, it kind of done things for me. Um, getting booked for work, obviously, would boost your confidence. Getting turned down for work wouldn't. <laughs> you know, but it, it's good. It was good. It was life lessons that I needed to learn, especially in the direction that I've gone in. You know how it is. You'll, you, even now, you'll get asked to go and do... 10 jobs and out of all of the Zooms and interviews that you do, you might do three or four of them. And I think it prepared me well for where I am now. Yeah, no, definitely it did. And obviously it sent your life on a on the tra- on the trajectory that you're on now, on leading yeah. to loads of lovely things, including starring on The Real Housewives of Cheshire. <laughs> um, I'm fascinated by this, mate, because obviously it's a, a lifestyle that I've never experienced. And I think that's what people love about it. It's the escapism. It's the glamour. It's amazing. How was your time on there? Was it as well, tempestuous? Well, that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Because it's actually so far removed from my real life. Although I live in Cheshire, I, I am still a housewife and, and I live this luxurious life with this house and, you know, nice cars and all of that. But actually me as a person, I'm very much just, I'm, I'm low maintenance. My wardrobes aren't full of designer gear. I haven't got 10 nannies running around and these other housewives did. So when I was approached to go on the show, the children had just started school and it's the first time I kind of found myself going, oh, I've got older every day doing nothing what do I do so they said well it's filmed in Cheshire you can just do the hours that fit in around you they were really flexible because they understood the children so it's like I'm just I'm just going to go for it I'm going to see if I can make some friends this is in my head (laughs) I'm see if I can make some friends I'm going to dress up and I'm going to have a nice time and I got there and of course there are all these fabulous glamorous women who I wasn't like at all but I would pretend to be like them and there was just so much drama and I would find myself sat in a corner going oh my god and I'd like be moving further and further away as all these big debates and arguments are going on and I was just like wow this is not what I imagined but it really is what you say I mean it's actually probably a lot more dramatic than what you see on the television because as you know with reality tv you see like a little one minute clip of a five hour argument. Yeah. Um, but again, it was great for me. I did make friends on the show. I still keep in touch with all the girls. Um, it, it gave me somewhere to, you know, to dress up and to look glamorous. I, I wasn't doing that before I'd done that show. I was very much just a stay at home mom. So I, I'm so, so happy that I did do it. And I'd done four series with them. And um, yeah, I, I had a good time, but I, I was, 
I was good and polite and didn't get involved in the in the drama. So yeah, yeah. I left it unscathed. <laughs> Wish I could have fucking took a leaf out of your book, mate. I literally was <laughs> the drama for my, my furore into the world of reality TV. I suppose I, I was very young and very daft. But um, I, what I noticed, like I've had Tanya on the podcast as well. Love her. She thinks she's fab. Yeah, like, I love Tanya. She's so nice. I speak to John Ward sometimes. Absolute firecrack. I love her. But what yeah. I've noticed is people tend to do a stint on the show and then not stay for a very long period of time, you know? It seems like it's kind of short-lived. Do you think being on that show would take a toll on you? Because it is high drama, it is your life. Like, And I suppose the women who are on it are not footloose and fancy-free in their 20s, like doing whatever they want, like normal reality TV shows. This is very much your life. And I just yeah. wondered if you think like that's why people often tend to leave. I think if you if you're gonna sign up to any show like yeah. The Real Housewives of Cheshire, you've got to you've got to really commit to that being your full time job, and that's what you're doing. That gives all of because it does take all of your time up. For me, I always knew I wanted to do more. I absolutely loved it. I loved my time there, but I knew I knew I wanted to go and make a documentary. I knew I wanted to write books. You know, I knew I wanted to be more available for charity work, and I couldn't do all of that and carry on filming Housewives, for that. that's why I chose to leave. Right. Um, but I think if you're doing it and you're committed to doing it, is that your full-time career, then you can really go for it and you can make the most of it and you can completely be yourself and, you know, let your hair down and get involved in the drama. Um, for me, I always knew that I wanted to go on and do more, but I had a great time. And like I said, I, I really got on with everyone and yeah. it gave me a different life experience to what I was living at the time. So no regrets with it. I loved it. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
smart, Christine. Like you absolutely used it as a springboard and parlayed it into something with real longevity. And you've allowed it has allowed you to like spread your wings, do different things, show your business acumen. Like even yeah. with your fashion brand and stuff like that, babe. Like it's allowed you to really thrive. I think it has definitely. And when I went to Housewives, I didn't, I didn't plan for that. For me, it, I was very, very innocent, very naive. I just thought, I'll go make some friends. I'll be able to work close to home and I'll dress up now and again. And that, that's why I was doing it. Um, and even now, there's still no planning what I'm doing, where I'm going. There's no there's no business plan. There's no, there's no career plan. I'm not one of these people that has got a five-year plan. I'm simply just like always surprised every time I get offered a job. I'm always extremely grateful. I'm always a bit like, oh, mate, okay, really? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> But that's just what makes you like so lovely, so relatable. Just you're just so grateful and normal and nice, mate. Like I, for one, would like to say you succeed in absolutely everything you oh, tried because you're you. just so deserving of it. Um, oh, you, thank you. you have done quite a few reality TV shows now, though, babe. Like whether it was like the Full Monty or the Real Housewives of Cheshire. What's been your favorite if you had to pick? <gasps> oh, um. Celebrity Hunted, which I can't tell you too much about because it is early next year. Okay, okay. Don't do any spoilers because I love that. I won't do any spoilers, but that was the best one. So the one that I can talk about um, was one called The Games for the ITV. Yeah. So this was was the one that I'd done just before I'd done Hunted. And um, I was the most prepared for it because I'd done Housewives. I'd done The Real Full Monty. I'd done a documentary. And then I went into the games, which was a sports show where there was me and I think there was 10 celebs in total. And we had to learn nine Olympic sports in six weeks. And I love I love physical things. I love training. I really enjoy going in the gym. Um, so I felt physically good. I knew I wasn't the sportiest and I knew I wasn't the most confident, but it was a place where I felt like I could fit in yeah. and that, you know, I could get involved. Um I got there and yeah, I was completely wrong. I was well out of my depth. I wasn't prepared for how much time I'd have to spend with people. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay with sports. I just, I just wasn't prepared to, to eat and stay in the same hotels and socialize and work with this group of people that I didn't know every yeah. single day for six weeks. But like by the third week, I was fine and I loved it and I felt fully involved. Um, but it was it was a lot. But I think doing that was what really, really prepared me for for anything else that I've done since. Yeah, I remember watching the games. It was so good. So do have you always found like a bit of solace in physical activity, Christine? Like, do is does that make you feel better? Does it help with your mental health and stuff as well? I mean, yeah, definitely. And I think everyone has the same feeling. I'm the same. You know, you you get up some days and think, oh, I really can't bother to sound too tired. And but you do it and then you leave and you feel so much better. Yeah. And that's why I keep doing it. Um, but I I didn't again, I didn't plan or intend to massively get into my fitness. It's not something where I think I must do this. Like it's just something I actually enjoy doing. Yeah. I think with weightlifting, that's what I do. I do a lot of weights and that's where I'm comfortable and that's what makes me feel good and it suits my body. You know, um, when I used to go to the gym as a teenager, it was all about cardio, it was all about 
run and you know and that wasn't for me I didn't enjoy it and I didn't like what it was doing to me figure I never wanted to lose weight when I discovered weightlifting actually creates curves it helps you build a nice bum it can tighten your waist I was like yeah that that's for me but I was never feeling confident enough to actually go and do it in a busy gym Um, so I've got a little space at home and that's where I train and um, yeah I really really love it that's definitely my time out I can put my music on I can switch off it's nice that you've got something for you and yeah. something that's like good for all that. Yeah. Uh, is there any show that you think, or, or a project for that matter, that you think, oh my God, that's definitely on my bucket list. I'd love to do that. I know you haven't got a plan, but is there anything you're a fan of that you think, oh, I'd be good at that? Um, do you know what? Honestly, I don't know. And I get, I always get asked all the time, would you do Strictly? Would you do The Jungle and things like that? And I honestly, I don't know. I think where I'm at now, I, I'm more open to saying yes to things even though I know I'm not going to like it. Like the sensory side for me, things on the jungle, I would absolutely hate. I yeah. would not be able to put my hand in even oh. just slime, never mind all fish guts and all of that. I would I would be awful. Like no one would be getting fed. There'd be no stars. <laughs> so, I don't want to be tail the night, guys. <laughs> but, um, but, oh, well, it's okay. We've got right. <laughs> but, um, but I'm just at a stage now where I'm like, even if I think I'm not going to like it or it's going to be really challenging, I want to say yes to opportunities. You know, whereas in the past I'd go, oh, no, I can't do Strictly, I can't go out on stage and dance in front of people. Now I'm, I'm just more open-minded to going, yeah, I, I want to give things a go. And why do you think that is, mate? Do you think that's because you're starting this new chapter of your life where you're you're going to be more independent? Or do you think it's because you've got your children looking up to you who you know are going to deal with similar things and you want to be a good, strong, positive role model for them? Yeah, my children, absolutely. My children are my biggest inspiration. I look at them and I see my little daughter. She goes to gymnastics and I watch her walk in every Saturday morning and I can see she's nervous. I can see she has a bit of a moment where she's like, oh God, she gets in there and she does it. And I think, wow, you know, if she can do that, I need to be able to walk into any job with with people that I don't know and just get on with it. Um, You know, and I want them to look at me and think you know that nothing nothing should hold you back being autistic being ADHD you know it, it's fine you you can do it if you put your mind to it um yeah start with moments where I, I struggle but and I'm, I'm trying I'm trying more than ever because I've got three little children watching me in my opinion you're being a, a pretty pretty incredible role model mate so oh cheers you're welcome <laughs> right mate I've had the nicest time talking to you and I have fallen even more in love with you than possible oh. than I thought possible um but here on Vicky Patterson the secret too we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom um and it sounds as though over the years like you've had some hard times some moments where you didn't necessarily understand why you were the way you were but you've really given yourself grace you have taken the time to understand your autism your ADHD and truly know yourself which I think is why you're flourishing right in front of our very eyes so (laughs) I wanted to know what your secret was to understanding yourself I think the secret to understanding yourself is allowing yourself to be authentic and I'm saying allowing yourself to be authentic and not just be authentic because I think for someone who is autistic and ADHD, you can't help but mask. You pretend to try and fit in. And I still do it. And even when I don't want to do it, sometimes I can't help it. It's not like a choice. Second nature, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't help it. Allowing myself to just be me, really getting to know me, that's what's really helped. And that's what's made me happy. 
So, yeah, really allowing yourself to just be authentic and not care too much about what other people think. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself time out when you need it. Say no if you don't want to do something. Absolutely say yes to opportunities. But definitely just just really allow yourself to be you. Great advice, Nath. And it's obviously working for you because the version of you I'm seeing today looks pretty happy and pretty brilliant. I'm so pleased. I am. It's been lovely talking to you there. Yeah, honestly, mate, same, same. You're an absolute dream. Well, guys, that was the beautiful Christine McGuinness, as gorgeous as she is outside on the inside. Um, I hope you loved listening to that episode as much as I enjoyed chatting to Christine. She's just such a lovely soul, transparent, candid, kind, a real inspiration. I wish her every happiness. Um, There is a huge backlog of Vicky Patterson The Secret 2 to listen to. Everybody from Pete Wicks to Fern McCann to Eamon Holmes to Catherine Ryan. If you'd like to catch up or you feel we've missed any, don't forget to have a little look. And also, don't forget, we've got a YouTube as well if you prefer to consume your content that way. Have a really great week, everybody. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.